Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. Guy below me down there is Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter, semi-fame or regular fame or extra fame, whatever whatever mm. level of fame you feel like. Adding is going to be extra fame in twenty twenty two. Dropping all these new videos and stuff. He's... Man, I do plan on dropping new videos, but. I feel like you gotta wait until after our convention to drop all these videos, like the day after, so mm. we have like this top secret news that we can tell the people that come to our panel and be like, "Listen, I'm about to drop ten straight videos tomorrow. You guys are knowing about it mm. first. It'll be a big deal." <gasps> Don't be around the same. I'm dropping one in April. Um, sorry, I'm getting into the. No, get, this is exactly. Get, I was get, gonna get, ask you how you were. You're <laughs> you're ahead of the game. All right. Uh, and to my band, which I mentioned before, really. As far as I know, cool guy. Uh, he has his own YouTube channel called Antoine Vanillet. He's like of the of the Avatar YouTube tubers. He's probably I would say top two. I Man, I really enjoy his content more than what some probably probably consider number one. Um, but that's no offense against that's against Hello Future yeah, Me. That's not a shot. But yeah, and a lot of people love Hello Future Me, and I, I, I like his videos too. Like he was probably one of the first people I've saw do Avatar videos. Um, I don't watch as many of his videos as I used to, mostly because I don't. I don't uh, like to watch a lot of other people's after YouTube videos. I just don't want it to like influence me one way or another on a lot of things. Um, but anyway, it's my ballet does a lot of like versus videos. Like he's, he's probably done every verse you could think of in the avatar world. And he also, he's been doing other videos as well. Um, we branched out a lot further from that. Anyway, um, he's a really cool guy. Like he always reaches out to me anytime he does a, a collab. So he did a collab called uh, four legendary masters, which that was like for the 15th year avatar anniversary where he you know uh collaborated with different youtubers and we all did like separate videos on who our four masters would be for the avatar so yeah it's one coming up uh for, to celebrate i think Korra's 10 year anniversary yeah so that's going to be in april sometime and, th and that's going to be about like one legendary moment so each of us will pick one moment from legend of Korra and kind of have a video essay or talk about the importance of it i'm definitely doing that i'm definitely going to make time and effort to to do that video and i, I really want to start you, i'll pay you a hundred dollars if you're like so you know when gazan jumps in this crane right hundred dollars <laughs> i think part of me was like should i go comedic route and pick some random moment that's really not that legendary but uh that would be how how can this man Drive a crane. He's been in. He's been locked up for at least thirteen years. According to my buddy Sean, at the rate that technology would have been progressing over the last thirteen years, it's possible that machinery didn't exist when he was in there. So, and then he just get he just like cuts off your video there, and you don't even make it. And later, you're watching for yourself. Well, we, we all so we all do it on our own YouTube channels, but uh, oh, so it's kind of okay, it's cross okay. channel cross channel collab. No, I'm stupid. I know that. Uh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was one of the like a pin together type deal, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I've literally seen them before. I should know that. But <laughs> okay, yeah, 150. That's that's my final offer. 150 dollars. Okay. <laughs> uh, now I've already picked my moment. It'll be um, uh, Cora saving Kuvira. Oh, there's I mean, probably I a lot that goes into that. Consider that more impactful than than the more battle and you know yeah, whatever just, you're into you know it's it's your video make it yours it's true. <laughs> hey you can make your own video as well it's, you know it's perfect you, i'll just chime in uninvited I'll be like hey these guys are doing this thing i have a thought <laughs> he's he's very open to uh 
because I invite a couple of other YouTubers that uh, didn't get the original message, and well, just one other to be honest. Um, but he's open to other people being on it. The more the merrier. So he's pretty cool. Like I, I would, you know, there's sometimes people you meet there that you're like, oh, you know, I want to hang out. I would love to hang out with this person. Like he, he seems like one of them. So. I just watched the episode where where Terry met his hero, the author of the book series. <laughs> yeah. And just don't ever meet your heroes. No, that guy turned out to be okay though. That worked out all right. But. Did it? I forget. Yeah. Wasn't the agent? I think. Or the I, former. No, I think he. Former secretary. He comes back in another episode, and he comes off more sleazebally. He does something. That anyway. sounds believable. He's pretty sleazy sounding. Uh, Chris, that's excellent. Congratulations on uh, another stellar collab. Looking forward to some videos. We will definitely have to like work some publicity for for your videos and or our con all together. Capitalize on that April, that very yeah. exciting April news. I'm oh, so, I'm so stoked. I did get a message from uh, I don't know if you got a message also maybe not from Cabbage Con. I don't know they're doing there's some type of Avatar convention. Coming up somewhere too far for me to even think about going. He sent a, he sent a, me a message like, "Hey, I would love to come on the podcast to talk about Avatar Con," and I kind of forgot about it until now. So I didn't send him anything back. It's like a jerk, my bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but there's some type of Avatar glitch going on somewhere. I think in the upper Midwest. I don't want to say Midwest because that's such a vague. I see, that's us. No, uh, so. Yeah. Uh, Lake, you remember that one time that one VP lady? You remember that one time that one VP lady? She was she had like short frizzy black hair, and uh, at Payless, and uh, and like she's from Pennsylvania, and like you know she's coming down to Kansas, right? She's like, oh, I don't want you guys to think like I'm some like East Coaster, like I'm from the Midwest, like I'm from like Pennsylvania, and everyone's like, well, what that's I? not the Midwest, <laughs> what am I? that's East. Like you're one of the first thirteen colonies up north. Calm, that you're is not straight up east, and that is not a question. I don't care if you live in the most <laughs> Amish part of Pennsylvania. That's still East Coast to me. Uh, and I know. Oh, you know, definitely. You're touching New York for crying out loud! Like, yeah. Midwest is a messy thing. Uh, I have a very good friend who lives in Ohio. It was near Dayton. It's called Franklin. Big big Bengals fan, by the way. So we had a. Very, no, we didn't screw speak those, One yeah. thing, I'm sorry, let me just go ahead and go before I get off on the uh, tangent. Just, just the matter of that, we both claim to be from the Midwest, yeah, and but our tropes and everything are very different. Like the things that we picture is like, all right, one of us is clearly wrong, we haven't decided who did. Yeah, real quick, my real quick, uh, one, whatever, congrats to Bengals. I hope they lose. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear, I don't want to, <laughs> that's such a bad because I don't want to hear these like. And I was like, oh, Joe Burrow is one of the best. Court. Like, he's fine. Like, sure, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a great game. He had, he was kind of, he had a great first half. And I think he was just trying to do too much in certain moments. Like, just settle. Um, one thing, I'm not one to critique Patrick Mahomes, but I'm sure someone has said so. Uh, one thing, Patrick Mahomes is like a generational player. I don't want to hear people being like, Joe Burrow, whatever, whatever. I mean, Joe Burrow would be great. But he played fine. Like, he has really great receivers. Like, granted, Patrick Mahomes does too. But, Hold the phone. Well, Patrick Mahomes really Patrick has. Mahomes he has, has one two good weapons in his offense. Yeah, yeah. He has he has one great receiver and then a great tight end, and then he has other people that drop passes all the time. The 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 place where I'm going to give Joe credit is that offensive line is not good. The Bengals. He was scrambling. Line. He he was scambling. I will give him credit. Like there was plays I'm just like, 
They should have had him. I am going for the Rams just because I really want Matt Stafford to win because the Bears, yeah. the, the Lions, everybody's least favorite team in the NFL should be the Lions because they have ruined some generational talents. <laughs> Maybe more, they've probably ruined more generational talents than any other team in football. So I feel like we should all hate them. So good for Matt Stafford on getting out and getting to a Super Bowl. So that's that's my only real logic. Yeah. So, so I'm going for the Rams. One thing to go get some Bengals. And uh, two, because yeah, Matt Stafford, he's been around for a long time. And I always thought he was a pretty solid player. Yeah. And uh, three, so I watched Undisputed more than Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. And I love <laughs> I love when Shannon Sharp just has ammunition. Because, you know, they always go against each other. Like, they just pick different people. And, like, Skip Bayless, for some reason, talks up Maker, Baker Mayfield. Like, he talks to Baker Mayfield way more than he'll talk of Patrick Mahomes. Like, after that game that Patrick Mahomes went 13 seconds, he wasn't like, oh, I was just so impressed by that or anything. He'll talk more highly about Baker Mayfield. least favorite people that ever gets to be on a television screen. Yes, me too. But <laughs> I would watch him with Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is hilarious. And, he'll, and he makes good points, and he'll always get a skip. And so, like, Shannon, so Skip loves Baker Mayfield. But Shannon would be like, he ain't nothing, Skip. Skip. He is trash. And so one of their points that I was bring up was Odell Beckham Jr. And Shannon's like, skip. Like, Odell, Odell was not the problem in Cleveland. Your boy Baker was, okay? <laughs> Odell's not. And then so if when Odell always does well, Shannon's always like, skip, you see here? You, you see what happens when you have not even like a great quarterback, just a, just a, a decent quarterback. Right, like a good... <laughs> And so, yeah, last game, Odell had like Sharp 100 yards. Skip Bayless and, and throw him somewhere. Shannon Sharp is freaking. Sometimes he'll it's come. Like six he'll come. Five and he's probably still in good shape. I don't know. He looks so, like he is. So, sometimes when LeBron James has a really great game, he'll wear a goat mask and a LeBron James jersey. And, like, he'll flex and he just looks like some demonic demon who's a LeBron James fan. Because Shannon Sharp is freaking huge. He looks like, like he looks he's, like he's still, be a hang time the goat head thing right yeah. he's like a massive sprite human yeah yes yeah he, and he was a very cerebral football player too so on every single level i'm going to trust anything he says more than anything skip bayless says yeah, yeah. well they arguments sometimes a skip bayless would be like I'm, I'm not sure i believe what you're saying he'll be like skip i play this and they're doing this defense cover two so, so. sharp impression there man i'm impressed yeah. Very solid, yeah. No, I could. I think if you didn't tell me, I would have to think for a second. But I think I'd get there really quick. But <laughs> long, long story. Yeah. Short, yeah. Anyway, oh, my reason why I don't <laughs> like Ohio. That's great. Why does Ohio, of all the states, have two football teams and like historically mediocre football teams? The last time Cleveland Browns had done anything, very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Same with the freaking Bengals. Like how it's Ohio. Like, I don't. It's Ohio. I don't know enough about either of those cities to know. I've been through Ohio Cincinnati like five times. I have and actually stopped in Ohio that? one time, and it was in neither one of those cities because I wanted to go to Cedar Point, and that's in the town where Tommy Boy happens. And that's my Ohio experience. So I got. I have no idea what like makes those cities or breaks those cities. I'm sure they're great cities. I guess I don't <laughs> know. Man, those cities are probably trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They... <laughs> I have no idea. I have no clue. I'm sure they're great, industrious places or something. I don't know. It's They're Midwestern cities. That's all I got, apparently. Allegedly, they're Midwestern. Allegedly. Hey, if you're from Cincinnati or Cleveland, tell us how you got two football teams and... <laughs> We I got a fight with one with for one with Missouri, and it's technically theirs, and I won't fight that fight. It's no, you know, no. I'm one thing. I'm one, one time, I'm sorry. We're 12 minutes in. <laughs> one time, my mom was my mom was visiting. You know, they're they're from. Well, I'm from Oklahoma also, but she, we were. It was around the time that the uh, Royals won the World Series. She was like, "Wait a minute, Kansas City? Is Kansas City in Missouri? But why?" She was, and then she was making fun of me. She was like. So all y'all going for these teams, and it's not even Kansas. I'm like, one thing, hold up, you're going for the Cowboys. It's four hours away. Like, you you don't have a team the, across the street, mom. Yeah, and I was like, well, like Kansas City is like, it's not like Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri are like apart from. They are like it's one whole metropolitan area. And I would argue that Kansas has. I would argue that a higher percent of Kansas Kansans are Chiefs fans and Royal fans than percent of Missouri fans. I'm sure they're still, especially when the Rams were there and Cardinals. Yeah, when, the Rams like were, that. when the Rams were were there, that would be totally fair. Now that they're gone, it's a, probably a mixed bag. Probably. I do see more and more like Kansas City people who feel like Cardinals fans, but just because Cardinals got the whole tradition and all that stuff. So, But uh, yeah, I would... I don't know, but who do you cheer for if you live in Oklahoma? I guess, but yeah, your mom they, to talk. I mean, yeah, they 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 all they either go for the Cowboys or go for random people. Which I tell them like, hey, I, I can start going for the Chiefs. Kansas City and Dallas are both four hours away from Tulsa. Like, and you got way more promising times with and then Kansas City than that. Have to be a Dallas fan. That's pretty huge. Yeah, no, like I would hate, I would hate if my owner was Jerry Joe. I just I couldn't. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. But. <laughs> That, that does it for this week of NFL podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's Bengals go Rams and no, not congratulations to the Bengals. Although although I opened saying congratulations. The yeah, no, congratulations Bengals. That was, they well, yeah, it, that team job. maybe that maybe that state you know could use. I feel like this. I feel like this is a fluke victory. though. Honestly, I feel like they better do it this year because next year I don't. They got. I'm not gonna say they got. They they got lucky. We, this is going to be the most fun off season. I it's, like, it's like when Miami. It's like when Miami went to the finals. It's like Miami. Yeah, the bubble finals. Right. Yeah. But, those, those bubble yes. finals. So it just felt weird. It felt wrong. And yeah, you know, I do that. Uh, some some offense, Miami. Some offense. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. It's going to be the most fun NFL off season. I think that we will ever remember and it just got a whole lot spicier actually with some weird news but we're not a football podcast we'll talk about that some other time uh chris in the meantime though we have a uh, an episode to talk about like always because that's what we do here this is legend of Korra, book four what is book four balance i totally drew a blank there for a second book four balance chapter three it's called the coronation and i love the title for this one because it's kind of like yes a, uh, what do you call it? Like a play on words or a uh, uh, help yeah. me, a bait and switch? A no a 
Yeah, nah, but not, not double entendre. That sounds like it's a sexy thing. I mean, no, it's, I it's like a double that. entendre. It is a double in a entendre. Not sexy way. Got it. <laughs> well, I think you're thinking about. Maybe you thinking about uh, when, you, uh, when you say double wait, entendre, I, my I, brain makes you think of like when you say something that's menage a trois. Well, no, no, no. When you say something that sounds dirty, but it's not. Okay. But it could be taken dirty or it could be <laughs> dirty. Like everything Charles says in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, those are all like double <laughs> entendres, right? Or at least that's what I think. I, I could be misusing the word. Double entendre is, yeah, that is the what it is. So this One is word the non-sexual two... odd. It's, it's never, double entendre is never sexual, Sean. It's never like a. I just, it's only sexual things that least... like make me think of like that. That's the double entendre and the, the devil part is the part where you're taking it to be something perverted it's not that the devil entendre itself is a sexy thing that's weird <laughs> uh, this way i just associate things with things that aren't things like i associate blue eyes white dragon with being racist because it sounds racist <laughs> <laughs> blue eyes white dragon like jeez what the heck see What's that tattoo he's got on there? That's messed up, man. The, yes, it's a double entendre where the second meaning is not at all sexual whatsoever. It's called the coronation. Chris, do you want to walk us through this episode? And I will eventually get to the other uh, side. Coronation. Let's, okay, so we pick up. There we go. We pick up and... Oh, the thing we start off kind of with Wu. Wu's like... Preparing for his coronation to become the king of the Earth Kingdom, and yeah, we've talked about this before. There's too much woo, and this we're there's, yes. it's we're already he's already been in two episodes, and I think there's too much woo. He's he's at, just at like a minimum he kicks the season off, or 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 he hampers the early season at a minimum. He hampers it. Yes, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but he's like really vain into himself, and even. They're really making Kuvira look good. <laughs> like, even you know, Mako's like, like he's like, hey, we should go get some pretty much many patties and go on now on the town and stuff like that. Isn't Mako's like, should you be preparing to like rule a nation? He's like, nah, I got like advisors and stuff for that. <laughs> like, and even President uh, Raiko's like, oh, we're gonna give him like the best advisors and and stuff. Like, he's a puppet. <clears throat> Like one thing, how can like all the nations come together and be and give him advisors that they're not influencing? Like then it seems like the all the other leaders will just be controlling the Earth Kingdom. It sounds like, pretty unethical from the start. Right out, right out of the gate. Yeah, like this. this yeah, this isn't this isn't the answer <laughs> that that people think it it should be. I mean, I guess it's. The best answer they could come up with. Um, not to mention, anyway, it's yeah. not like you're going to send your own best advisors there, right? You're going to give them like the C grade guy. You're going to give them the middle management. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to go to the Earth Kingdom. Well, I guess you should have worked harder in the Fire <laughs> Kingdom. I'm imagining like some type of like Game of Thrones of like, hmm, who should I put there? Not Littlefinger. I need to keep him close. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you're just going to put like. <laughs> I need somebody who will directly follow my orders, but then not cause yes. chaos. But can also do it appear as if they're Har appear harmless know. or appear non-threatening, yeah. perhaps. Appear also helpful and stuff, but yeah. It's not the A. It's not the A. Team. Like hap 
like have them negotiate trades agreement with me to make him look good, but it would in actuality be making me look good anyway. But these aren't really things that they thought about. <laughs> like, even I'm sure the creators of the show weren't like, "All right, what's all the logic yeah, behind these advisors?" Civics. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's being annoying, and uh, let's see. So yeah. So he. Um. They're all talking about how like Lavera's going to turn over control because that's what she said. She's going to turn over control, which <laughs> doesn't rock. Like you can't just go with someone's. Oh, that's what she said. Like you have no authority. To, to uphold her her agreement. Why would you <clears> believe <throat> that? Because you kept saying it. <laughs> um, one second. I got a call. Oh, I thought you said you got a call. I was like, ah, oh, Chris is getting the extended warranty call. And... <laughs> let me pause. Let me start, pause this podcast just to take this call take at this, this eleven at night. Car warranty spam call. I haven't called lately. Maybe My, mine's been more the uh, uh, something about IRS needing some form mm. there. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's that time of year. Yep. <laughs> um. Anyway, so they uh they all go to the hotel, which is uh some funny <laughs> some funny things happen. Like uh, Eska and Desna get there, and she talks to Berlin. She's like, "Congratulations on your new girlfriend." <laughs> Like she seems, she seems threatening or something like that, and yeah, you know, Bowman's like, no, that's not my girlfriend, that's my boss. She's like, same difference, it doesn't matter. And uh, man, I, I miss them. You. Yeah, and uh, and then there's some like tension going on. You see that between Kavira and and uh, Suyin and Suyin and her son. Like there's a lot of stuff happened before the season started. That we're not privy to at this point in the show. Uh, and then, so I don't know what other notes you have left, but oh, so then sorry. they go ahead and hey, you know they're good. That is a bad idea that I don't just bring them all up at once. I changed away from that for a reason. I should have trusted myself. <laughs> no, you're fine. So then the coronation starts, and uh, I mean, he does get crowned to be the Earth King, and you know, he gets the royal brooch. No, they couldn't just. No one planned ahead on this. Like, they couldn't make a him a crown. Object, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not into that. And then, and then he gets the Kyoshi you know, This part I found funny because he's like, and you know, want to shout out Kuvira. You know, we'll give her the highest esteemed honor, the Kyoshi Medal of Freedom, which for some reason wasn't stolen, like the royal jewels. <laughs> As a, I guess, just more and more stuff piling on top of his bad day. And uh, he gives it to her, and then you know she gives a, a pretty great speech. Like she's planned this out. Like she didn't need to to like trick him into doing something. I feel like it was Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones would be like, uh, you know, they'll do something conniving, like the Lannisters send their regards in, in a power play. Like a power play in Game of Thrones is like like something really deep. She she just like, no, I'm gonna be right in front of everybody. Tell everyone this idiot's not in charge. I'm in charge. I'm not giving up my power. I was raised by Su Yin that people shouldn't just be in charge because they're born into it. Like, that's an idiotic way of thinking. Like, technology and advancement and things like that should be the things driving your country, not dumb uh, patriarchies. 
Like, hey, if I was there, I'd be like, yeah, Kuvira is... If, much you got a point, like if you weren't in so much shock that you were like actually sort of being a, a good active listener, you'd be like, "All right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that would that would be shocking. Like, oh, we were gonna get this president, and instead, we're, she's in charge now. That's yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and then he uh, pretty much he woo has a bad day. And uh, he throws a ta- yeah throws a tantrum, goes to some mini bossing say restaurant, sits on the throne and and stuff like that. Uh, Malcolm and Bolin have an argument with each other. Both make good points, but Bolin makes better points, <laughs> which is weird to say. Bolin usually doesn't make better points. That's never. Um, I say that's usually the start of something bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's like, you think that idiot in there should be like. The king and my, even Michael's like, no, but and then Bolin's like, I mean, Kuvira's pretty much like core. Like, yeah, they're both headstrong, passionate, but you know, they both care about you know uh, bringing order and peace to the world, which is Earth Kingdom. And Michael really doesn't have a good rebuttal on that. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of the gist of, of that in the moment, A plot. I don't think I would either. I would think like you're just you're kind of in shock at how the whole day went yeah. down, even though even though the reasons for optimism were not very realistic. But kind of in shock at the whole day, and then you're hearing this sort of what it, what do I want to say here? Kind of split heart because you know that Wu is an idiot, and you've spent so much time with him. If you're Mako, like. Oh, Michael! Michael knows out of every yeah better than any of us. So he's probably like, oh, maybe I'll just go work with Bolin. You know, so I wouldn't have a response either. I would probably just be like, damn it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much that a plot. Um, I don't think the search for core is in this episode. Uh, yeah, that and Larry poison. Anyway. The uh, the core side of this episode, Cora meets back up with Toph, and pretty much Toph just like trains her. They spar a little bit, which there's not as much going on between those two. There's some comedic stuff going on for sure. Like Cora's like, oh, "Wait, this uh, I'm not sure if this happens this episode or in this episode. Actually, I'm pretty sure it happens in, in this episode. I think they allude to it in this episode. Or you see the start of it? Yeah." Um, well, I was talking about here. yeah, I was talking about Cora and, and Toph are just talking about like how it was when she was battling <laughs> Oza and his forces and stuff. But I'll bring it up in that episode because I'm pretty sure it happens in that one. Um, yeah, when it comes to the Cora stuff in this episode, pretty much she's she's you know she's kind of stuck. Toph is training her. Toph is sort of that that disgruntled mentor type of person type of uh, teacher who's really rough <laughs> I do love how she fights for uh, she's like geez you are like weak I would have destroyed you in my prime which some people take that some people for some reason use this fight between Cora and Toph as ammunition that Cora is like a terrible fighter like one thing it's a sparring match and Cora is like at her absolute weakest physically and spiritually. Um, 
Well, except for when she was in a wheelchair, but she wasn't fighting anybody, man. And so, like, you can't count this. And also, Toph is just talking. Like, Toph says terrible things about Aang as well throughout this time. And, that's, and how he whines and stuff. It's just to Toph's character, always. Yeah. And most people don't but, get less outspoken when they get old. Don't know if you've <laughs> ever spent any time around your grandmas. They they didn't get <laughs> they didn't get more shy as they aged. That is true. People don't get more don't. shy. I think you just you get to a point where it's like you know what life's too short. I'm gonna tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna hear it. That's how it should be. Um. Yeah, I feel like I don't have that much to say else about. I feel like not that much happens in this episode. I mean, actually, a lot happens in the episode. When it, the episode is, is a kind of a story <laughs> there's, there's kind device. Of too much, there's, there's, there's too much woo, frankly, and then there's a little too much dialogue where not a whole lot's going on. Yeah. It. Uh, I know. I'm but yeah. giving away my feelings too early. But that being said, it's a great segue into Chris's ratings. Oh, I thought we did not talk enough about that. We, <laughs> so talked we spent half about football. No, that's not true. We stopped yeah. football at 12 minutes and we led with con and videos. So we probably talked okay. way too much about football still. <laughs> but the point is we bested, okay, so, uh, we bested the length. Yeah. My rating, audio visual, seven and a half. Um, I think it's okay. There was a couple good things there. Cora in the swamp. Stuff like that was uh, pretty decent. Story gave this a. Oh, this I is... give it a sit oh, shot. Oh no, this is mine. What the okay, heck? well you go ahead. Okay, I remember what you gave. Hey. It's okay, Chris. My fault. You gave. Hey. I'll say cheese shots. No, that was me. Well, hey, you. Do you just mind if I talk to you, man? No, go ahead. Uh, my fault. Anyway, audiovisual seven point five. I do tend to be have a slight bias for episodes where the a plot and the b plot are in different places because I always like diversity mm, okay. of of places. Yeah. So, um, I even thought about an eight. The sixth, the story, there's just not much here for me. Like, after we tell you that the coronation is a double entendre, and then we say that Wu is dumb and Kuvir is coming, you can probably, like, work the rest out for yourself. <laughs> and uh, so I just, I'm, I'm not, it just doesn't do a lot for me. I know it's sort of a necessary evil, but uh, I do. Hey, on the memorable, I'm curious here. So, Bolin, Bolin being relatively intelligent, right? Uh, like, kind of being, not, I mean, he's not making good choices but he's sort of making it relatively educated for him independent grown-up choices and there's 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 still very important points right that are informing the whole the whole conflict of the entire of the entire season and then I, it is very memorable because of uh mostly tough let's be honest mostly because tough <laughs> mm, okay <laughs> yeah so uh, it's not that it's amazing, but you know, eight just feels like it is. It's more memorable than anything else. I don't want to sit and watch it necessarily, but there's certain parts of it that do stick in my head. Uh, a lot of Toph in there, a lot of Bolin, Woo, whether that's good or bad, but you really get the taste for Woo that they want you to get. So, um, Chris, I don't know what we're gonna see on the next slide, but I know what your ratings were. Mine came out to seven point one. Let's see if yours. I believe audio visual was a seven. I think he went seven and then seven point five and a half story. on story, and then seven uh, and a half on memorable. Maybe I went seven on memorable. But. Um, I think he went seven, seven point five, seven point. Let me pull it up real quick. 
defend your defend your story take i'll pull up your defend them okay so the story i'm gonna give the story some credit here because it, it's necessary because we needed this kind of this we always need a, a story that works just as glue just gets from we always we need a segue part right we need this part of the story that um drove the plot it drove that kuvira was um was um Kind of betraying the other nations that she has a, a plan in in mind and that she and that she is a uh, she's she's a big bad like this solidified it um core stuff story-wise i'm sorry i can interrupt oh you go uh, you did you did give memorable 7.5 audio visual 7. okay uh, I forget why I gave seven. Probably just because of Toph for seven point five. Yep, that's why. Just, yep, just Toph, Toph being See, Toph. We, both, we favor Toph, and that's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a couple different other dynamics story-wise that I think that you see between Kavira and like Suyin and her son Batar Jr. I think it's pretty interesting. That sets up for some good plot points later on in the season. But within this episode. I don't know. You know, like I said, like you said, you could probably you can just kind of describe this episode in a couple of different sentences, and you get kind of the gist. Is it the opposite of, it. of a filler because it needs to happen and it needs to yeah. happen here, but it has like a very strict like we have to accomplish these couple of things in this episode. We have to make, I mean, we have to make Wu look bad and Kuvira look uh, not good, but like 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 dedicated, powerful, in control. And and Cora look weak. Like we have to establish these things this episode. So it's the opposite of filler. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, one thing I did no, yeah. I mean that's true. Good point. Um one thing we kinda of did forget is that Toph and Cora has this conversation about Cora's like, Well the world needs me. Toph is like, the world doesn't need you. Like that's a weird thing to say, and I think I'm not sure Toph even believes that, because Toph knows the importance of the Avatar. Um I think maybe her point was just that like the world is going to continue to be in instant up apparel. Like we've you've, you've enlightened just... me before of that. Like when we're talking about um, Rava and Vatu of like even when the world's not in balance or is in balance, there's still bad things happening. So Tom's yeah. point, not necessarily relating to that, I just think about that a lot. It's a very good point of like yeah. The, world just gonna keep doing the world's thing yeah um oh also it was just nice to see wait oh this is our first time seeing fire lord fire lord um oh yeah oh no why can't i think of her name i can't either izumi 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 depends not rosie if you pronounce the i not rosie it's a girl Rosalikin is a boy's name. Sean, don't you know that? Uh, name I, you came up with? Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty androgynous myself, but the... <laughs> I For some reason, I, I, I'm thinking Izumi, but I don't know what's informing that, if it's, that's just how my head no, it, wants it, it to be. Uh, it's Izumi, or Izumi. Some people say Izumi, because that's the way you would sort of pronounce it if it was right. But Iroh is spelled... It's pronounced Iroh, not Iro. Iroh. Like, like it's pronounced in the last Airbender, which was a, I didn't mind stuff and just change whatever I, we feel like kind of. I, I I didn't mind that pronunciation pronunciation of it because it wasn't oh just Eero. like it, it wasn't that far off. But Ong, but Ong, I just can't do that. Ong, it just don't sound right. and so 
And Soka just sounded way different than Sokka. To be fair, Ang sounds very Midwestern. Like, Ang sounds like if you saw Ong and you were trying to pronounce it, you'd be like, Ang. Yeah. <laughs> very Midwestern feeling. Uh, but yeah, that is... Oh, and then uh, Top Tales Korra. Sorry, I'm recapping because now I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, I know I missed something. Top Tales Korra that she still has metal in her. She says that her kids didn't pick a metal bending that well. Like, they are, <laughs> just like, two of the, they're, like, two of the top five metal benders. I would probably put Kuvira above them. Um, but they're, and I was, I'm not sure, I would still put Toph at number one. Um, I mean, just she's getting really old. Like, that was the case, but metal bending, really what if helped. it is more of a finesse thing where, you know, sort of strength didn't matter as much? Or, or phys- you know, what if it's more of a finesse deal that maybe old age, yeah. you know, you get that kind of yeah. elder savant going on? Tough. I think Toph probably doesn't have the same endurance that Kuvira would have in a fight. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe we should do a Toph versus Kuvira. That would yeah, be maybe interesting. She would, right, like, can Toph outsmart Kuvira before Toph gets tired is really about what it amounts to. Yeah, before it's her nap time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will go to sleep. I will put you to sleep. Kuvira, you have until 7 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock. It's 6.50. You have until 7 o'clock to defeat her or she will take a nap. Or Toph, no, no you have Wheel of Fortune 10 minutes until you 6.30, Chris. 6.30. That's... That's it. You have until... Uh, I was thinking it was really... Wait. Dang it, why can't I think of the show that my grandma used to watch? P.I. Magnum... No, not Magnum P.I. That is an old show, but... Matlock. That's the show. Oh. Goodness, yeah. That's an old people show for sure. That's definitely... And M.A.S.H. Man, anytime I heard... That... <laughs> I was like, time to turn the TV. Every everything about that show screams. You, you see that helicopter? I'm sorry. No, everything about that show screams. I associate one of my favorite old people shows, and it, it may not actually be. I just associate it with my grandma. But we watched a lot of Night Court, and I think you can see mm, how that yeah. influenced my sense of humor. I think that's that. Show, uh, I think that's very well informing to the, my personal. Character. The bald headed guy voices Harvey Harvey Dent and. Oh, and um, the bald-headed, tall guy was Harvey Dent in Batman the Animated Series. No kidding! Great, great voice. Like, I never picked that up. That's amazing. Yeah. Characters, characters that should be black. Go watch that video. Wait, no, it was characters <laughs> that are black or were black. I forget which. They're black. Yeah, they're black. Yeah, I think I titled it "They're Black to Me." Black to me. Which, That's uh, yeah. Um. Well, hey, Chris, we've talked enough about stuff that's not related to this episode at all. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to come back to it, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so what's that rating about to be? Who knows? Uh, it's point, probably seven, about a 7. 7.2. Yours was a 7.2. Okay. Mine was a 7.1. Uh, and yours was a ah, little okay, higher, so. 7.2. So it rounded up to 7.2, which okay. I think that just, I mean, I think that's reflective. I think it's appropriate. It's not a skipper. You kind of need it. It kind of establishes. You need really you need to watch thing. it, yeah. And you need to watch it here again. It's not a filler. You can't just plug it and place it. It's, but 
but it just don't, you know, I don't know, just do it. Just get past it and, and pick up what you're supposed to pick up. Yeah. I think, <laughs> man, like, when I think about this episode, I feel like it should be higher, but when I'm watching, I'm just, eh, okay. Because, like, you have the plot being driven with Kuvir. Kuvir gives a pretty good, like, I'm here speech. And you have Toph in this episode training Korra. The episode should probably be better than what it is. I thought I was, uh, uh, I felt pretty good about my ratings in terms of, you know, the audiovisual was kind of a fine norm. I knew I liked the memorable aspect, mm-hmm. so it was really going to bias on top. But it was really like, I wasn't sure how low to take the story just based on, like, I know what has to happen. I'm just not super entertained. So it's always that bar of, like, how harsh do you be on it? And I don't know, six felt right. Like, you fail, but not in that one category, you fail, but not, like, by a whole lot. Yeah. I think it's reasonable, but hey, that was the coronation. That's the Legend of Korra, book four, balance, chapter three. The coronation. I already said that part. And thank you so much, Chris, for hanging out and doing this episode with me. And I should have apologized at the beginning. I still have a little bit of cold and I think Chris, if I'm not mistaken, you might have a little bit of a cold. It's a different cold than we had have... last time. <laughs> it was a different cold. I've been feeling perfectly fine for like the last week, but this my voice is still just been like, nah, you're gonna you know talk like you smoke a pack a day for a while. Chris, you're which I've never smoked cigarettes. Like and... dust allergies, like from stuff. Oh. In the house. It's just a guess. I'm not a doctor, but I would I would guess. Not a doctor. He definitely not a doctor. He <laughs> so many Brooklyn. I'm in a Brooklyn Nine Nine mode. Hey, Heather <laughs> loves it, which is, which is good. Nice. And the thing with Heather is that she really likes crime TV, but I have horrible nightmares. So we got to find these stupid fake crime TVs to watch together, like Psych. And that is the thing that. And Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's the thing I love about Brooklyn Nine Nine, and Mike Sure, the creator of Brooklyn Nine Nine, has said repeatedly, it's like we couldn't have these detectives be like dumb. Like, they have to be like good at their jobs. Pretty genuine. Like, obviously, we know these aren't real people in the sense that they're yeah. too overdone, but they have to feel close. Yeah, like I'm glad they never did crimes of like. Not, I'm glad they didn't do SVU crimes. Yeah, that would not be good. I can that you can't joke with SVU. You can joke with murder, a little. Yeah, you can joke with murder, but SVU, no, you can't. Can't do that. That stuff would get too dark. I can. I can't. No, they picked the right place to, to draw the line there, I think. Uh, yeah. Chris, I do think you should watch. I don't think you'll you'll enjoy it because it's a little bit farther on the goofy spectrum. Farther along the goofy spectrum. But at some point, uh, you should uh, poke through, I don't know, the, the like maybe the first ten episodes of Psych. Noting that the first two or three really <laughs> don't do much. But once you kind of get into their purpose and their point. Like the first ten episodes, it's it's a little too kinda, far I on ca- the goofy spectrum, so I don't think it'll stick okay. for you. But kind of want to start psych, but it just seems like seems like it'd be a hassle. That's fair. That's fair. Quite uh, like commitment. It, it it'll uh, it'll wear on you a little bit. And like I said, the first episodes don't do much, but there's 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 gonna be like obvious characteristics where you're like, oh, obviously that's why Sean enjoys this show. Mm. Like very basic yeah. Sean things. So and Heather liked it too, but I think she likes Brooklyn Nine Nine more because it is a it feels more real in a good way. So yeah. anyway, hey, thanks for joining us. 
I think that's that's enough that's enough tangents for one day. My name's Sean. That Jay. is. That guy down there is Chris Ford, aka. We'll Ford. have a lot more talk about in the next episode. A lot more, yeah, next episode's gonna yeah. be more more full, more robust, more yes, <laughs> more weighty, weight weighty, <laughs> as Captain Holt would say. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines in the whole show. <laughs> Sean, that's Chris Ward, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. Uh, super fame. Let's go with super fame. Keep your eyes out for his next videos upcoming, and hopefully we get on kind of a nice tear of content leading up to leading up to Con, which is right around the corner in April. It feels way too soon, but it's because last Con was in August. Anyway, this is Avatar: The Last Podcasters. I'll put all the stuff in the description, like always. Thank you so much. And as soon as I can find out wherever my mouse is to shut this off. I'll say see you next time. Is it there? Is it there? Holy smokes, Chris. Well, now I'm just, I'm I'm just, well, we'll just be on forever then. Oh, well, I just did something to it. To, to yeah, You did this, something. It's probably still just, recording. Yeah, this is definitely still recording. recording. Man, this is, come on, Sean. We really rusty. need to have a special guest. Oh, How long has it, it been? Hey, I found it. Wow, that was uncomfortable for everybody. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>